Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so happy that you're here. You guys, uh, my name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm so excited to get into this episode. We have a bunch of emails that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. You know the whole spiel. You know the, the weekly prayer here to open it up. I hope you're all well. Hope you had a great week last week. I um, I was just thinking, you guys, what would you do if I did the intro different and I said Carly in the house? If I said Carly in the house, like at that point, you got to turn the podcast off, right? And if I was dead serious, like not, it's not a prank. It's not a joke. It's like Carly in the house. (laughs) You guys might hear a few things in the background. Number one, they are doing massive construction outside my apartment on Saturdays and Sundays for the next like month or two or some shit like that. Um, they're working on the train tracks. And when I tell my girls, let me tell my girls something. There are, and I'm not exaggerating, at least 100 MTA workers outside my apartment the last two days. 100. I'm not exaggerating. Okay. And they have their saws and their hammers and their nails and whatever tools that they have. I don't know, but I hear like a electric saw or something constantly. So if you hear that in the background, the mic should not be picking that up. But if you hear that in the background, just understand that I'm living in a construction zone and and understand that I am in love with one of the men out there. And that's my soulmate because they blocked off the sidewalk for like a few hours yesterday. And I was coming home and I'm like, oh, like I got to get in there. And he's like, oh, you live right here. And I said, yeah, but it's out. It looks dangerous. He said, well, I'm going to escort you home. And tell me why this man walked me to my door like a little Prince Charming. I texted the girls. I said, girls, that's it. Let's wrap it up. But um, yeah, you guys, I am recording this at nine in the morning because I'm going to the beach today with my friends and they're having an open house here later. The last one, thankfully so. And so I was just like, you know what? Let's get it done now before... um before the day really starts. So this is my first, I I only woke up, I woke up at actually 7.30 because someone named Robert was was causing a ruckus, which is pretty unusual. So I don't know what's been going on with the boys, but anywho, you guys, there's something that I want to talk about. And I don't usually talk about things that go on in the news and tragedies and things like that, because I feel like this podcast is a pretty light and easy listen um, for you guys. And I think that's what a lot of you enjoy about it. And I know that that's something that I enjoy about it is that we could just kind of sit down and have fun for an hour and, uh, you know, just have a little chat. But, um, this past week was obviously devastating. And, um, I'm talking about the shooting that happened in Texas at the school. And it, it was like, every story that came out, there were like new stories every day, different parts of it that we hadn't heard yet. And it was just absolutely devastating. These things always are. And unfortunately, they're not uncommon. You know, shootings happen all the time. There was one in New York a couple of weeks ago on the subway. There's one in in the grocery store. They happen constantly. Um, But of course, when it's children, it makes it a little bit more devastating. I hate that I wasn't shocked about it. I hate that I was just, you know, of course, so saddened by it, but it wasn't something we've never seen before. And 
you know, I think that I feel like I would be kind of not doing the right thing if I didn't address this and at least to get this point home. And I don't think you guys would be like, oh, why are you talking about this? I don't think that this is an issue that would really split people. Although this is what is so frustrating about it. It's kind of like, um, any big topic that comes up, whether it's about gun control, a few weeks ago, there was one about abortion going on and people were fighting and nobody can come to a compromise and nobody can land in the middle. It just puts people so on edge and immediately they go into defense mode, whichever way you slice it. So it's unfortunate that something like this, it feels kind of helpless for everybody because it feels like something you can't get resolved because no matter what, the other side is going to have a reason for any anything that you bring up, any good point that you bring up, they're going to go, yeah, well, why wasn't this? Why didn't this happen? Yeah, well, that's why we need to have, you know, the teachers trained in, in like, yeah, because teachers don't get paid enough money in the first place. I think that we should definitely put them in boot camp. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just so ridiculous. And listen, my personal views on it, I don't care if people have, a gun for recreational purposes. If you like hunting, if you have one in your house for emergencies, I understand, you know, but, um, what Stanley? Okay, buddy, I'm working. Okay. Um, he's been very vocal this morning. My little, my little guy over here, but going back to what I said, I don't care if people have guns for emergency purposes, for, for hunting, for shooting, whatever you want to do. But I think that, I I think that there needs to be some type of regulations for it so that somebody who has a history of violence, somebody who has a history of, um, you know, making threats or in jail or getting arrested or domestic abuse or this, this, and that. I don't think that these people or an 18 year old kid who has a history of, you know, saying some really disturbing things and, and a history of mental illness. I don't think that everyone should have the same access to guns. I don't understand how, like, you know, these stupid like reality shows like The Bachelor, they have to go through an extensive to just to be on a stupid reality show. They go through the most extensive background check to be casted on this show. And yet we're just giving guns to whoever walks into a Walmart. You know, I think that there needs to be more done I it, before somebody gets a gun. That's it. There needs to be training. There needs to be an extensive, you know, background check. They need to interview people that you know. They need to look at your record. They need to give you a true psychological evaluation. And if that and if that's something you don't want, I I just can't believe it. I think any person would say, you yeah, know, that makes perfect sense. Because how many times has this happened? The guy who um, shot someone on the subway, not the mass shooting that was on the subway, but last weekend there was a shooting on the subway and they were looking for the guy and they said, the person has 17 prior arrests. And this is somebody that just shot and killed, killed a guy on the subway that was just going to brunch with his friends. It's just like, there's always red flags. 
there's always threats that are made. There's always a trail of it. People, they interview these people's friends and they go, yeah, he was, we stopped being friends because he was scaring me. He was saying all these disturbing things and he did, he hurt someone or something like that. You know, there needs to be a process to get these guns. And that's true. And that's my viewpoint on it. Because if you're trying to, I feel like in these instances, the extremes are never going to happen. The extremes are never going to happen. Like getting rid of every gun that already exists in this country is never going to happen. There's too many of them out there. It's just not happening, unfortunately, you know? So you have to somewhat come to a compromise. They need to regulate it. And I think that that's something that both sides of this argument would agree on. Um, so the whole reason that I, all this to say, the whole reason that I'm bringing this up is because I'm urging you to uh, register to vote if you haven't yet. And because I think that we focus so much about who's president and who we're voting for for president and all of that stuff, but there's people in every state that, uh, you know, you vote in. And for the love of God, this is for the people in Texas, for the love of God, can we please say goodbye to Ted Cruz? I'm tired of his face. He has the most annoying voice. The way he speaks is annoying. He he's so annoying. I can't stand him. I think everybody hates Ted Cruz, whether you're conservative, whether you're a liberal. I think everyone hates Ted Cruz. Let's vote him out. Let's vote out Ted Cruz. Let's start there. How about? Because every time this guy opens his stupid face, I I like my fist goes into a ball. I'm just like, oh, God, what is he going to say? I don't, I cannot believe that people are voting for this man. But anywho, let's work on that. Please register to vote. Do your research on people you're voting for. Vote for people who have the same views as you, right? It's pretty, pretty simple. Look them up. And for the love of God, let's get rid of Ted Cruz for once and for all. Because there's nobody, I just am convinced that nobody likes him. I don't care if you're, I don't even think Republicans like Ted Cruz. There's no way. I, I just can't believe it. It's unfathomable. But anyhow, let's get down to, let's get down to brass, brass tacks here, you guys. Let's get to these emails that you guys all sent in. What else did I want to talk to you guys about? I think I want to uh, talk to you actually about, um, I wrote this down because this is something that I thought of before. And I don't really know how to pose the question. So it's like, there's certain things that I, as a millennial, think about and fear. Stanley, please. Stanley, are you the are you the guest on the podcast this week? Yeah. Okay. Why are we frantic this morning? There's certain things that I, as a millennial, um, think about that I don't think anyone younger than us would think about. And I want to know what your generation's thing is. Like, for example, my friend sent me something before and it was a link to like a pair of shoes. And I went, is this a virus? Which I don't think anyone, no one like 20 and under, no one 25 and under would probably ever even be worried about that or think that. But you guys remember the way it was. Back in the day, we would get an email. We would get something on AOL. Oh, let me click this. Boom, your computer doesn't work right ever again for the rest of its life. Even if you get the computer fixed, it's still never going to run the same way. It was like you click on one thing, 
and it would go boom, 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 boom. And this is before online shopping anything. I don't even know what the hell we were doing on the internet. But that's still like a, a fear of mine. Clicking on something and then the phone stopped working. Somebody hacks my thing. Somebody did, Somebody tried to hack my Twitter the other day. I just deleted it. I said, I'm done. Because Twitter's been nothing but spam lately anyway. So let me know. Let me know, you guys, the difference between at least Gen Z and millennials. Um, and I think that was it. There was nothing that I watched that really I actually didn't watch anything because I was kind of busy um, this past week, especially in at night. I've been just, you know, a little busy buddy. It's the summer of the girlies. So you got to be out. You got to be doing your thing. I actually didn't do anything last night, which was Saturday night. I was going to go out and meet up with one of my friends. And I was like, I'm just so tired. I'm PMSing. I just wanted to do laundry, get my house together. Um, and today I'm going to the beach. I'm a beach bum. What can you say? So, all right, let's get into these emails. I feel like I keep um, saying that. I keep prompting that. Okay. So this says work dilemma. Hey, Carly and the Angel Fur Babies, Robert and Stanley. I love you since Girl Code, but recently stumbled upon your podcast and I just love you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Anywho, I started a new job in September and instantly fell in love with a guy that works there. At the time, I did have a boyfriend and I would never act on something if I was in a relationship. But since then, I've broken up with my ex. And you know, I made it a point to make it known that I'm single to my coworker. And you know what? He bit the bait. We went on a date and everything was great. And he's so sexy. Um, one that can build you a whole house and fix your car. I'm in love. Stop. He sounds hot. It's only been like three weeks. So I'm trying to be patient, but this man texts me good morning and all throughout the day and even good night where we work, we don't see each other every day, but he never asked to hang out. Granted, he does have a kid. And honestly, I don't know anything about the baby mama drama. So I just want your advice. I'm 31. And my mantra nowadays is if they want to, they will. And, but why does he not ask me to hang out ever? <clears throat> I get it because I'm at a point in my life where I'm content where I'm at and self-care. Okay. And once I get home after work and the gym, I just want to chill, but like, why don't you want to see me ever? I just don't get why you would pursue me in text and never want to see me. So girl, it's so funny. Oh, wait, I'm going to get through this. So just asking what you think about this. Thanks so much. Kiss you and the babies right on the lips. Also come do stand up, uh, upstate in New York. If I have to come to a city, I will, but I love you here. Oh, well, thank you so much. So thank you so much. So, okay. It's so funny because I kind of can feel the energy of this email. We're like, <laughs> girl, and I've been here so many times before. So that's why I feel it. It's not, I'm not doing this from a judgmental place at all, but it's like, you can feel it when somebody is like, you know, I'm not crazy, but this person is kind of driving me crazy. Like, why are you not asking me to hang out? You absolute freak and psycho. You're a psycho if you're not asking me to hang out and why not? They just it's so funny when you like have a crush on someone and something like this happens, you you just like overthink it and I think that's what's happening here. I I don't think it's like, oh, he's not interested in you, he doesn't like you. I don't think it's anything like that because he is reaching out to you. But I think it's a little bit of a red flag with with somebody not asking you to not asking to hang out again. Like what is that about? Um 
And what I would probably do in this situation, be cordial, be nice when you see him at work, but don't answer him right away. Why are we texting back and forth? We're not pen pals. We're not pen pals, babes. Okay. We don't need to be writing letters. We work in the same, we work at the same venue. We work in the same place. So if you need to see me come say hi and ask me to make plans, otherwise I'm too busy to text you. I'm sorry. I don't want to, I don't want a texting buddy. I have, I have friends that are wonderful that I have more in common with than you, you know? So I would just not be as available to him in, in terms of like, you know, how quickly you're responding and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you have a rule? Like after a certain time, you just don't answer him. You know, and that's not even playing a game. That's just like you setting a boundary of like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to, uh, oh, oh, hey, would you do? Oh, hey, yeah. I was like, what do men even talk about? Men, it's like, oh, what did you eat? A uh, boiled chicken with no seasoning on it whatsoever and a piece of broccoli. Oh, cool. Hot. No, take me on a date, you freak. You can just answer him and say that. But you do have to kind of tread slowly and lightly because you guys do work in the same place. So you don't want to, you know, you don't want it to be like awkward at work for just for your own sake. So this one says, oh, thank you so much. And an FMK. (laughs) Carly, I feel like I'm emailing the freaking queen of England. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you think she has an email? What would her... What would her email be? Queen of Queen of England 69. <laughs> Stop. The British people are gonna get so upset if I keep talking about the Queen like that. And be like, oh, you think you're funny, don't you? Don't talk about Queen Lizzie like that. Who you think you are over there? Yeah, won't you stay in America? You're not welcome here. <laughs> Not fucking Queen Lizzie 69. (laughs) Stop. Not Queen Lizzie. (sighs) God, I would love to have her email. Uh, I guarantee you she doesn't have one, but that would be so funny. Your podcast is the first thing I put on when I wake up Monday and put in my headphones. Truly, it is so fun to listen to. And the way you just laugh at yourself (laughs) makes me die laughing. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Uh, tell me why I just got off the phone with my insurance lady. And I say, Oh, well, thank you so much. Just like you. And I made myself laugh and thought, wow, I got to tell Carly. She's rubbing off on us. Little secret keepers, babies out there. You're real one sister. Love you. Uh, PS come to Kansas city. And then she gives a, um, (laughs) a fuck, Mary kill. That's, that's really good. I'm going to save it for the end, but yes, I love, I, well, I've been to Kansas city several times before. Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, Missouri. I um little fun fact trivia about me. Kansas City is one of the first places I ha- I traveled like within the country other than like Florida. I had been to Florida um a few times, but when I was like 18, I had gotten a job working for this um hair like uh product company and um they were like, you have to go to the hair salons and show the hairdressers how to do it. And I was like, wow, this is such a cool job. I get to travel and like 
go to these hair salons and teach like demos and all this stuff. And they sent me to fucking Kansas city like four times. I'm like, are you, are you kidding? And the one thing about women in Kansas city, like they love their hair products. So that's, I get why, you know, but I also do the, the comedy club there now. So that was my past life and my current life. And then we'll do that. Fuck Mary Kill at the end. So this one says my reality TV boyfriend. Hi, Carly, huge fan of yours and love the podcast. Thanks for making Mondays a little bit easier. Uh, this is the second time I'm writing into you about this situation. The last time was about a year ago. Clear, clearly, I haven't figured this shit out yet. I've been dating a guy for about seven years who does reality TV. He's a cast member, not a crew member. If he was a crew member, this whole situation would be much easier. But he leaves one or two times a year, anywhere between two and three months. And when he's gone, we don't have contact except for a monitored phone call one or two times a month for about three minutes. And can't say much more than, hey, how are you? Love you. Bye. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember you. And and girl, and I say this with peace and love. I asked you the last time you wrote in. What fucking show is he on? Girl, you 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 have to tell me what show he's on. Not not because I'm going to blab it. OK, I'll, I'll keep the secret between me and you if, if it needs to be. But I need to know what type of show he's on, at least the type of show so that I could. If you're not going to give me the exact name, you could tell me like the type of the show. That way I can explain the situation. Like, is it a dating show? Is it a survivor show? Is it a, you know, freaking cooking show? What's the damn show? We got to know the show. Um, this has obviously taken such a toll on me over the years. He just left the other day to film another season of the show and something just feels different this time. Usually I'm a mess for a few days and very sad, but this time it just feels different. I think it's because I have thought a lot in the last year about my future and where our relationship fits in that. He doesn't really believe in marriage, want kids, and we don't even live together after seven years. Let me mention that we did break up a couple of years ago for about six months and I had moved on and was happy and he started singing a much different tune to get me back saying that he wants to spend his life with me get married etc fast forward to now and there isn't a ring on my damn finger so what the fuck I think I'm just starting to be over it and his lack of commitment is becoming a turnoff I have tried to voice my feelings a few times but it feels like he only hears me in the moment and then nothing changes I'm starting to feel like he's taking me for granted and too comfortable with the way things are I will mention I suffer from terrible, debilitating, generalized anxiety disorder and PTSD, and things have really kicked up for me in the last year and a half to the point where I'm on partial disability from work just to drive the point home that this is a serious diagnosis. And he sometimes makes me feel like I'm too much for him to handle. He said things like he needs to maintain focus on his career and he doesn't have much more to give me in terms of support, which let me say hasn't been much. And then and that he is only going to need to focus on his career more as time goes on, basically saying that he can't take any more of my shit, making me feel like a burden, uh, which he's done quite a bit. I just have no idea what to do. I feel stuck and I'm not sure uh, how I would even leave the relationship after seven years. I'm so intertwined with this. his friends and his family and our lives together are so meshed and he's truly my best friend. And at the end of the day, even though we have other issues. What would you do if you were in my shoes? Any advice is so appreciated. Lots of love to you and lots of love to you too, girl. I hope everything, uh, you know, sorts itself out and would become a little easier for you. I'm going to tell you what I would do in this situation because, you know, I can't tell you what to do, but 
I understand that you've been together for seven years and it's kind of like, I know I use this reference a good amount on this podcast, but it's so true. It's like the longer you're in a relationship, it's quicksand. It's the harder it is to get out because you know, their friends, you know, their family, you guys have a trip booked together in a couple months, his birthday's coming up. It's this, it's that it's always something. It's so hard to just say, you know what I'm done. And let me walk away because this person has been a part of your life. You've been a, a partnership, you know? So it's hard to walk away from that. But if it were me, I would make that leap. And it, it anytime in, in, um, <clears throat> relationships too. I always think about, you know, there's people who are married for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years and get a divorce. It's seven years in the grand scheme of things. It's like, all you're doing is adding more time onto that the longer that you stay. And, um, it doesn't seem like he's willing to make the sacrifices for you. It doesn't seem that he's willing to make compromises for you and you need your partner to be there for you because you have anxiety, you have PTSD, you need somebody that's there regularly um, as a support system, you know? And I, and I don't feel like he's giving you that. I just, I think that's, you know, where this issue is. So I would say, you know, I, I, I would, I would say that I would, um, just have to back away from it. You guys don't live together. That's huge. That's really helpful, honestly, during a breakup, not living with somebody and not having to deal with that shit, finding a new apartment, moving them out, doing the, you still got the freaking, you know, you see his little towel in the bathroom, you start crying. It's like, you know, <clears throat> it's a lot easier to cut a tie with somebody when you don't live with them. But I think that's it. The next time you speak to him, if it were me, I would just be like, I need to focus on myself. I need someone there that's going to support me, my support system. And I don't feel like, you know, this relationship is even, I don't think you're, you want the same things that I do. And that's also it. Like at the end of the day, you guys don't want the same things. So what's the point in sticking around? You know, that's just my feeling on it. It's like, he doesn't, he doesn't say that he wants the same things for the future with you. So I hate to feel like someone made me feel like a schmuck, you know? And that's how I would feel if he like tricked me into being with him saying, no, I actually do want to get married. I do want this. I do want that. And then I accepted that. And then he was like, I actually don't want to do those things. I'm just focusing on my career right now. I would be like, are you fucking serious? Like you tricked me. That's not fair. You trapped me. Okay, you guys, a quick word from our sponsor, Secret Keepers Club this week is brought to you by Upstart. It can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you have high interest debt. That's where Upstart comes in. Upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expensive Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. You can check your rate in just minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. Without 
impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Don't wait and check out your rate today at upstart.com slash secret keepers. That's upstart.com slash secret keepers to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided for your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash secret keepers. Um, Okay, let's get into this one. Uh, okay, sorry. This one's something about, okay. This one says instant turn on. Hi, girl. I just sent this in last week and it didn't get read. So I thought I'd bump it up for you. Oh, well, thank you so much. You guys, if you send something in and I don't read it on the podcast, you can resend it and bump it up to the top. Sometimes these things, you know, I say it all the time, but they slip through the little cracks. Uh, hello, queen and the fien- the feline princes. I don't have an embarrassing situation, but I was listening to the podcast on my way to work. When I stopped at Wawa, I realized I had discovered an instant turn on. If a man has paint on his pants, I want to be in them. <laughs> You know, we love a hardworking man with back pain, especially when they strut, when they strut slash limp around wearing the evidence. And, uh, oh, and then we're going to have, oh my God, it's so funny there. She added a fuck, Mary kill. That's almost identical to the other fuck, Mary kill. That's so funny. We'll do them. So I a thousand percent agree. It's actually so funny that you say that because this was like, I don't know. This was like a year so maybe maybe it was like a year and a half ago I was going out with this guy a few times from Canada and he picked me up he was so hot he was so hot wait oh my god wait hold on I just am trying so hard not to like punch something right now because this guy was so hot and um he picked me up in his freaking pickup truck which it's like my friend was like, why? <laughs> he lives in Brooklyn. He has a pickup truck. I'm like, I know, but he's like a builder. Like he built, he built shit. He, he built like custom furniture. Okay. And he was from Canada and, um, guys, he picks me up the first time and he's like, Oh, sorry. I just came. Like, he's like, I ran home from work and like, quickly showered and changed and like just came because he's like I was nervous I was gonna run late he had paint on his arm tell me why this man had paint on his arm and I was like didn't even I wasn't even listening to him for the rest of the night I was like I'm just gonna look at you he was so hot he was such an asshole but he was so hot and um I texted my friend and I was like he has paint on his arm and she was like get the fuck out of here I was like girl he has paint on his arm he has paint on his arm and he's from Canada, which we love Canadians, but he really did not represent you guys very well. I will say that he really did not represent Canada in that way that I was expecting him to. But yes, it's very hot. Yes, it's hot to have paint on the pants and paint on the shoes. Bah, bah, bah. Of course. Of course, you gotta. Um, this one says a really bad date story. 
Hey, Carly, sending love to you and the boys. I have a bad date story and I wanted to share because I want to give back to the Secret Keepers Club community through my dating misfortune. I met this guy on a dating app and he suggested a seafood place that looked really nice. So I was like, woo, I'm down. A few days later, uh, we go on the date and I should have known the night was going to go bad when he peer pressured me to eat an oyster. Why would anyone want to eat a slimy, chewed up piece of gum like that looking like a little sea creature? Okay, 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 girl, I'm sorry, but I got to step in. I got to step in here. I love oysters. I love, I love oysters. I love clams. I love mussels. I love crab. I love lobster. Anything with a shell, except for those little freaks with the freaking eyes and the whiskers that they don't even bother. They don't even bother taking the heads off of those things. What are those? Are they prawns or are they crawfish? Hold on. Let me see. Crawfish. Crawfish. Yeah, those are ugly. Hold on. Let me see. Prawns. Prawns. Oh, like prawns are kind of looking a little like more like shrimp, but they do have eyes. It's like, stop. Yeah, prawns definitely look like shrimp, but it's like, why do you have a full? Why do I see your freaking face right now? Don't look at me. I hate that. It's like you guys couldn't chop the damn heads off. I don't want to see this guy. I don't want to meet this man. Look, look into his soul while I'm about to eat him. I have never had a prawn or a crawfish because of that. I'm like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look at you. And I don't want you to look at me. Those things I definitely, I definitely won't um, eat. But girl, oysters are so good. I also don't know if I even like oysters or if I just like vinegar and cocktail sauce. Honestly, that could be it too. I just like salty stuff. Like it's, it's good. But I love I've been eating um, oysters a lot lately because it's the summertime. It's summertime girlies. You go out and you get freaking oysters and, and French fries and Aperol spritz. <laughs> Talk about the Queen of England. Try the Queen of Italy, babes. That's the vibe we are on all summer 2022. Or having oysters and a little glass of wine or something at a restaurant is so fucking luxurious. I can't even explain it. But anywho, she hates them. She hates them. And that's fine. It's an acquired taste. I think I've only really liked oysters for like maybe like three, four years I've been eating them. Um, my mom hates them, though. My mom absolutely despises them. Okay. So she says, why would anyone want to eat a slimy, chewed up piece of gum? Okay. Well, again, the slander. But he kept getting louder and louder and telling me to try the oyster and people were looking. So I slurped it down because I was getting so embarrassed. So the day continues, even though I had salty oyster in my mouth. And now all this man is talking about is longboarding, which is his hobby. And he keeps showing me videos of him longboarding. Ew. Which is all the same video, basically, where he does no flippies or turnies or anything like that. He's just going straight down a hill. I don't think... (laughs) I don't think he asked me a single question about myself the entire date. At the end of the date, he finished eating and he literally started picking his teeth with a fork and his fingers. Oh my God, I wanted to die in this nice restaurant sitting across from this man. He also chewed with his mouth open ill the whole time. So at this point, I'm mortified and made an excuse to why I have to get up early and leave the restaurant. We parked in the parking garage and we're talking 
we're walking up to the car and he goes, wait one minute. I have to piss and goes <laughs> and goes and pees behind a random car in a parking garage on a first date. I stood there watching the pee slowly crawl towards me. No, as I waited for this stream to finish. And then he dropped me off and asked me if he could have a kiss. I said, not right now. And skedaddled out of there. Also, I have something I think is embarrassing. Why is it so embarrassing to get out of a recliner chair? Like you have to either pull the handle back or slam both your legs down like a dolphin to get the leg part back into the chair. I just avoid them at all costs because every time I try and get up, it's like a hit to my ego. <laughs> anyway, love you. Thanks for all the hard work on this pod. It makes my week every week. Oh, thank you so much. Um, that is so funny, girl. Honestly, how embarrassing. The worst part about it is that he peed. Is the peeing the worst part or is the restaurant? Well, actually, no, the chewing with the mouth open is worse. I dated a guy that this is so fucking humiliating. He would, do you want to know what he would do? When we were done eating at a restaurant, he would lift and we would be at nice places. He would lift his shirt up and slap his belly and go, oh, that was good. I'm like, we're in public and I see your fucking stomach. Why are you, why is your stomach out as a, as a man? Why is your stomach out? Okay. Because we're in a freaking restaurant. So put that baby away and he would slap it and, and like grunt. That was good. I'm like, okay. Wasn't that good that we have to start getting freaking naked at the gosh darn table. The hell out of here. So girl, that is too damn funny. Um, God, dating really is brutal, huh? Dating is such a nightmare. Honestly, I've decided like, I just want to hang out with my friends. That's really it. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want to go on dates anymore. I'm fucking done. <laughs> unless this construction worker, Hey, unless this construction worker wants to ask me out my knight in shining armor. Because when he walked me to my door, I said, oh, you're like my husband now. He said, wait, we didn't even get engaged. I said, well, I don't even know you. <laughs> and we laughed. <laughs> we laughed. Okay. This next one says 33 and lost. Hi, Carly. Longtime fan since the Girl Code days, but first time listener. LOL. I just found your podcast like last week. How I wasn't aware, I don't know, but I deeply apologize. Anywho, I'm 33 and I'm lost. LOL. Let me explain. I've only ever had one actual boyfriend in life. Yes, I'm being serious. I'm not terrible looking. I mean, I have little flings here and there and oh, here and there, but not an actual relationship. Anyway, I decided to get into the dating app game and make a hinge account because I feel like it's time to get really serious about meeting the right guy. But so far I have only had one date and it was lackluster. I mean, I'm getting a fair amount of likes on the app, but I don't know. Nobody really stands out. Am I being too picky? Also, I'm extremely reluctant to actually get into a relationship. I know that sounds crazy and contradictory, but like I'm 33 and I feel like I'm living the life of an 18 year old. I just recently went back to school and I'm still living with my parents. My dad got badly injured at work 10 years ago and doesn't work. So I help with the bills, groceries and household necessities. 
I work as an aide for special needs children for the local school district, and I don't make enough money to live on my own and still help my parents, hence going back to school for a career change. I feel like this is extremely undesirable. I mean, who really wants to date a 33-year-old woman who is back in school and still living with her parents? I don't know how to get over this reluctance or even introduce this to dates without sounding completely pathetic. Should I just put dating on hold? Thanks for making my life complete with this podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm so late to the girlies fan base. Love you kiss you right on the lips. Oh, it gives you right on the lips too. Uh, I think you're honestly, I think you're actually being way too hard on yourself, girl. I think you're being way, way too hard on yourself because me reading this, I'm thinking that you're really impressive. I'm thinking that you're going back to school. You have a job that is so wonderful. You're helping children. You're helping your family. You're contributing to your family. I think you're actually not giving yourself any credit whatsoever because this is not embarrassing at all. I think if I were to meet someone, if I, if I met a guy that was in the situ in the same situation as you, I would say, Oh my God, he's just about the most wonderful person I've ever heard in my life. I would not be like, Oh, he still lives with his parents. No, sometimes there's reasons for that. Um, and this is one of those reasons. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you know, so I think you're, you're beating yourself up over it. I think that you actually have, you're very impressive and you have a lot going on for you. And I think deep down inside, you're probably a great person. Not probably, you are a great person. So give yourself a little bit more grace, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. And it's okay. If you honestly just go with the flow girl, it's so funny that I had just said that stuff about you know, oh, you know what? I don't even want to date anymore. I just want to hang out with my friends. And that's how I feel. It, it's ebbs and flows. Like right now you might be feeling like you're not ready to start dating. If you want a relationship, then, you know, or if you want to even like not even a relationship, if you want to just go out on a few dates and casually date people, then do that. You know, I think it's always helpful to put yourself out there because it's just like, you know, I always think of it like worst case scenario. I get a funny story out of it if it doesn't go well. But, um, you know, I think that you just have to do what you're, what you feel comfortable doing. If you don't feel like dating, then don't, but don't not put yourself out there because of your living situation or your school situation, your work situation. I don't think that, um, I don't think that should be a reason that's holding you back. If you want it, go out and try it out. Um, it's kind of better to be in that situation. I feel when dating, when you're like, there's no pressure, you're like, eh, I don't really, that's kind of how I feel when I go on dates. I'm like, Oh, I don't really care. Eh, I don't really care if something slaps me in the face and is really special. Like I'll do it, but otherwise I'm just like, eh. and that's kind of the best place to be. Because if you go in with energy, that's like, I want to be married within six months, you know, um, I think people can, can pick up on that. So I think you're in a great situation. Um, because you're in full control of your life and you can do just whatever you feel like it, you know, whatever you feel like. And no, I don't think it's weird to only have had one boyfriend at 33. I think everybody does things differently. You know, I'm not judging you on that. Uh, this one says, uh, living alone for the first time. Hi, Carly. I'm a newish listener. Oh, a lot of you guys are new. Well, welcome to the damn club. It's a freaking shit show in here. 
I'm a newish listener, but the pod has truly brought so much joy and laughter to a difficult time in my life. Oh, uh, I just got out of a seven year relationship relationship, not my decision, but it's obviously been extremely hard. I just turned 30 and pictured my, my future with this guy. We were best friends anyway, because of this, I'll be living alone for the first time in my life. Prior to living with my partner, I have always had roommates, but right now I feel like I just need me time. At the same time, I'm also nervous. I'm a very anxious person. and I'm afraid of being lonely in my apartment. What are your tips on a newly single girly living alone for the first time? I know you'll tell me to get a cat. Damn it. I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to know I was going to tell you to get a cat, but my apartment doesn't allow pets. Please help. By the way, I live in Brooklyn and I hope I run into you sometime. Oh, I'm sure you will. I run into all the girls. All the girls and the boys, I ran into them out here in Brooklyn. So I'm sorry that you're going through a breakup first and foremost. Seven years is a really long time. And I'm sure that you're kind of just adjusting to this new life, right? Um, but I think you're going to have a fresh start. You're going to have your own place, which is so exciting. Living alone is the best it's the freaking best. Okay. And you test it out. You've never done it before. You test it out. If you don't like it, you could get a roommate or you can move out. You can do something else. That's going to make you feel better. But I don't think you're not going to like it, girl. I really don't think, I think once you get settled in, you're going to go, Oh God, once you live alone, you really can't go back the other way. You really can't. At least in my opinion, once I lived alone, I said, nope, this is it for me. Going to have to make this work because guess what? I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just me and animals from now on. I swear, even if I, even if I meet someone and get married, I don't even know if I would want to live with them full time. I would have to have my own place like on the side or something or have a separate bedroom or something. It's so nice to live alone, to have your own space. Something I will say is obviously moving is really stressful. So just some advice I would give to you. Um, You're going to need so much stuff. You're going to need furniture and little things to have in your kitchen and your bathroom and all of this stuff. Don't stress yourself out. Get the necessities. And because like trying to furnish an entire apartment or find things or decorate and put stuff on the wall and this, this, and that don't rush yourself. Um, because that's really time consuming. It's really expensive. It's exhausting. It's stressful. You end up buying shit that you don't even really like because you just need like a space filler. Don't stress yourself out. Get a nice bed, get the, you know, get the paint, the walls, whatever color you want to paint them and get your little things here and there you know, as you find stuff that you really love, I would say, don't rush to decorate it. Um, if you don't really love the stuff, cause then you're going to look at like a table you have and you're going to, Oh, this thing is so fucking ugly. But, um, you know, I think that just having your own house is like having a little sanctuary and it's your peaceful place. It's your happy place. You could go and relax. You look forward to going every day back home and just like doing whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. Being able to do whatever the hell you want is the best and watch whatever you want and cook whatever you want and eat whatever you want. And you just clean up after yourself. And then you call it a fucking day. How beautiful is life? Right? I think that it's going to be great for you. I think you're going to end up really loving it. And you'll, once you get settled in, you're going to just be like, this is so nice. 
This is so, so nice. Don't stress over things that haven't presented themselves to be problems yet. You know, I get it. I get, you know, of course, having anxiety about certain things, but hold on. Sorry, guys. But um, I think it's going to be great for you, girl. And, and keep in touch with us. Let us know how it goes. Okay. So this one says, I hope you read this in your British accent. <laughs> Carly, if you don't answer this email, I'm never going to listen to the podcast again. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> now, not you threatening. I, it, it says this is my third attempt. That's so funny. This is my third attempt. Uh, uh, that's a lie. I'm not going to not listen to it again, but I'm going to still say that. That's so, so funny. Uh, I need a little advice. The bitch is struggling. I recently moved from London to the Bahamas three months ago for a job with my partner and I'm struggling. What the hell do you do where they're sending you to the damn Bahamas? I want to do that. The freak. I want to go to the freaking Bahamas. Okay. She says, I'm struggling, struggling, struggling. The job I moved for is great, amazing, and it's a great career move. And this island is beautiful, but I'm struggling with making friends. The locals are lovely and friendly, but they seem reluctant beyond that. And even though there are a lot of expats here, most men and a few women most have kids and are housewives. Uh, in short, I'm kind of getting vibes that most stick to their gated communities and are quite insular. I'm not one who has a lot of mates, just a few good ones, and I'm struggling to find someone I really gel with. I think it's kind of starting to ruin my experience here. I just need girl time. I just want to smoke, chill, and chit-chat. I've tried Bumble friend. I've tried Bumble friends, but there were a total of 10 people on there and nothing really came from it. I know it's hard moving anywhere, but Fuck me. I didn't realize it was going to be like this. Any thoughts, tips, or tricks? Also, there's a million blogs out there, but you never know the angle. So you got any recommendations for New York food-wise? I have no idea when or if you'll read this, but I'm there over Labor Day weekend. Well, when the hell is Labor Day? Labor Day is coming up, right? You guys are listening to this probably on Memorial Day. When is Labor Day? Labor Day. Oh, September. You know, I'm, I'm the worst with remembering dates. <laughs> um, here's what I'm going to, here's my guess, right? I think you should go to like classes, like go to a yoga class, go to a cooking class, go to something like that. Um, uh, because you'll find people that are interested in the same things as you. I know that we kind of get into this, um, but also, what about work? What about people from work? Why don't you ask them, like, let's all go out. You guys bring your friends. We'll all meet up at this restaurant. We'll all meet up at this bar or something like that. Um, I noticed that, like, my friends, I've either met them through work or I have met them through other friends. Th those are, like, all my besties, all the girlies. Like, you meet them through work. Like my best friend I met through work, my other, my group of friends that like most of them move, they're gone. They're in LA, but like I met them, they work as producers for MTV. And then I met all of their friends and now I'm friends with their friends. And then like, I met my other group of girlies through like my other friend, like, it's just, you end up like, it just becomes like a nice little, it's a nice little group. If you all just kind of go out together 
And it's so hard. I was talking about this the other day with one of my friends. Like, it's so hard to meet people, especially in your 30s. Like, if you're young, if you're in school, college, whatever, yeah, yeah, you're meeting people all the time because all you guys want to do is freaking go out and, and freaking smoke marijuana. And, you know, go drink. Which is really what I want to do in my 30s, but nobody else is around. No, I'm kidding. I don't smoke. But you guys know what I'm saying. I think try enjoying classes. Look it up online. See, um, you know, what type of activities they have that are open to the public at parks, whatever. Do you have an animal? Go walk your dog in a freaking dog park, blah, blah, blah. But I think that doing little classes and stuff is really a great way. Um, and through people from your job, plan a little work dinner. I don't know what the hell you do, though. And I really want to actually know, because I feel like if you're going to a tropical place, I feel like you're working like something like science, science. Are you working in science? I don't know. I'm like, are you like an aquatic scientist? What are they called? (laughs) Marine biologist. I meant to marine biologists. (laughs) But to be fair, they are aquatic scientists. (laughs) No, girls, I'm cracking myself up today. I'm cracking my damn self up. But, um, Keep us keep us uh, posted on that. Let us know what you and your little aquatic scientist friends are doing. But anywho, you guys, let's do these fuck Mary kills. So th- there's three. Actually, no, I'm sorry. There's two. And it's so funny that like they're almost really similar. So one of them, they're both Carly sayings. Like they're both like things that I say all the time. So this one is, oh, thank you so much. Kiss you right on the lips or but anywho. I think I'm marrying, uh, I think I'm marrying anywho because I say anywho way too much. And then I'm fucking thank you so much. And then I'm going to have to unfortunately kill kiss right on the lips, which I don't want to do. My hands are tied. I don't want to do any of, I I don't want to kill any of these. Obviously they're like the only things I say. Um, the next one is tell me how, oh, well, thank you so much. And here's one thing about me. I love, um, I feel like one thing about me is like, is really funny. There are different vibes. Like, tell me how is like, can somebody explain to me why this crazy shit just happened? Right. So that's like a shocking thing. One thing about me is like a funny, silly thing. I think I'm going to marry one thing about me. Fuck. Tell, tell me how, and then kill. Oh, well, thank you so much. Even though I don't want to. But I love you guys. I hope you're all doing well. Hope you have a great weekend. I know some of you probably have Monday off, which is really exciting. Um, Happy Memorial Day. I hope you're all going to have a great week. And I think that we will. So if you have questions, you can send them in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I will chat to you soon. Bye.